They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host for tonight, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I'm drawing I'm my best friend, Egg Two Fly, Eric Trembicki. And I guess, I guess, uh, I guess new co-host to an extent, uh, Mr. Richie Edge. <laughs> Richie, how are you? It's the What's best up? cream friends. I, I did pop for that, um, Supremely Madness edition. I did pop for that. I did pop oh. for that. And, and it's fitting because I actually bought a Supreme shirt um, yesterday. Richie knows. Eyes are turning. Uh, they are turning. Yeah. It's first time. One's, one's out the door, one's walking in the door. It's first time for everything. It went down, right? Uh, yeah, but after you pay for shipping. Um, yeah, it's like an extra 30 bucks. Yeah, so I kind of paid what I expected to pay. But um, as always, you got? Uh, the Andre 3000. Predictable. Of course. Uh, remember um, the jacket I was trying to sell you at your party like four years ago? You I remember. I, no, I'm good. I still got it. I'm, I still got I'm, it. I'm, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you're still trying to sell it. You're right, I am. <laughs> Alright, so uh, as always, subscribe on all podcast platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and Stitcher, Ringside Collectibles, and use promo code M to save 10% off your order. Alright, so, um, we had a lot going on this weekend, um, um, where do you guys want to start, first of all? I mean, you guys go chronological. Okay, so. Start across the pond. Okay, we'll start across the pond. So, if you haven't been with us before, play for your rating system. Come on, in, Howard. What's that matching on my ear? Perhaps the end is drawing near. You never hear the shot that takes you down. Out of time. The Flowing Podcast has a rating system in place. If it's a horrible show, it gets a jobber. If it's a show falls somewhere in the middle, it gets a slower knocker. And if it is an amazing show, it gets the rating of ratings. It will get a show stopper. Thank you, Howard. All right, so WWE class. Now, real quick, because Richie's Richie's not good with Howard's accent. What he means is, if you think the show it tanked, it's a jobber. It's in the middle. It's a slobber knocker. Yeah. And if it's if it's thumbs up, show stopper. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm a, I'm a listener. Oh, oh yeah. He, right, he, he's a, Richie. Richie's a mark. He, he know the whole. He know, it's day one ish. I just figure we we, we got to refresh his memory and Howard's accent be a little rough. So yeah, he knows the whole theme song too. So he's a he's a he's a true mark. <laughs> All right. So uh, Eric refreshed the radio system for you right after Howard did. All right. So since Richie's the new member, I'll let you start um, first. What are you? What were your thoughts on Clash at the Castle? It's a slobber knocker. I mean, it was it was a decent show. Um, Imperium coming back. Uh, the the opening women's tag match was decent. I mean, you can you could tell like it wasn't a Vince show, so that was good. Um, Gunther and Sheamus was good. 
Riddle and Rollins, I'm just not into those two, really. Like, I could care less about Rollins, and Riddle is just whatever to me. So, that it was still a good match, though. And uh, I, I think they made the right call with Roman and Drew. I mean, you can't... I did, I did think they would switch it, but, um, you know, just because they built it up so much about Drew, I did think they would, but I was hoping they wouldn't. Just because, like, really, after all this, you're going to have Drew um, beat Roman. You know what I mean? Like, it would have just... But I figured maybe they would have Drew... I didn't think he would cheat, but maybe somebody would help in a way. But um, I'm glad that Roman won. Uh, I don't really want to see that reign end until it's, like, something crazy that ends it or somebody... So if it was Drew, that would just been a mega. Well, maybe Drew would have won if Vince was still in charge. Possibly. We don't know. That's what the rumor is. No, I said possibly because I didn't even think about that because Vince is yeah. like so in my past. So I haven't really yeah. thought about that. Another another thing that's really crazy. hasn't even been quarter of a year and he's so in your past. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's in, yeah, he's gone. Real quick about the Triple H stuff. Isn't it crazy how? Literally, the second Vince is gone, Triple H got the job, and he's like, okay, the first thing I'm doing is getting rid of sports entertainment, when that's like Vince's thing. I mean, you you think Vince takes offense to that? Well, I don't know if you listened to his interview with Ariel. Yeah, I I did. You did or did not? I did, and then Triple H says, Vince said, you know, do what you feel like you need to do. But, I mean, Jesus, like, but, it was the But like, the he did also say he that, like, he said it'll, it'll still always be um, sports entertainment because he's like, anybody can be a pro wrestler. That's he's so like, you got to be at the elite of the elite to get here and be a no, WWE superstar. What he, what he said, that's exact. he said WWE superstar. So I guess maybe that's the trade-off. They'll keep WWE Superstar, uh, uh, do away with... Keep one corny term, keep one corny term to lose the other. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. I mean, Uh, we knew it would kind of be a throwaway show. I mean, people thought The Fiend would come back. I I thought there was going to be one of those two title changes. So I'll give my rating. I'm giving it just a uh, slobber knocker. Due to me being a huge mark, and 30 years later, it's the first pay-per-view, first premium live event in 30 years outside of North America. And, yeah, so again, just to clarify, you know, my rating for sure, I'm I'm rating the same spot. I'm giving it a, I'm giving it a slobber knocker. Um, You know, the show wasn't fully stopped for me. It was like, it was like a Saudi show, not in Saudi. You know, it's kind of like predictable results, no big title change. And I kind of was alluding to thinking there was going to be one of two title changes. You don't get the feel-good moment of whether Sheamus is a babyface or a heel, but he's been out there on social media for years shouting out wanting to be an IC champion, make himself a Grand Slam winner. They had a hell of a match, but he doesn't go over. Yeah, it's cool Imperial back together, but it is what it is. I kind of thought Drew would get that feel-good moment, you know, the hometown boy in the main event, just kind of like Bulldog winning the IC title from Brett 30 years before. We got to see Brett in the crowd. It made me think more he was going to go over. But again, uh, I thought the best way Roman could have went over, we didn't see the Usos. 
We didn't see Heyman. My favorite thing, you got Roman's only cousin, excluding uh, excluding The Rock, I guess. That's a lot of travel internationally. So you got uh, Young Solar coming over from NXT, giving him the save, which I thought that was a cool rub. That kind of helped justify Roman winning to me. But, um, yeah, I did want to see one of those two titles change. So, again, that's the reason for my rating. All right, so for me, I'm going to give it a showstopper. And it's, it's not just Mark. the matches. It's the whole thing in totality. It's the booker. No, not that. But it's the whole show in totality. So mean, meaning, like the commentary, the presentation, the stories that were you actually told. You love Michael told. Cole now, apparently. Oh, yeah, I do love Michael Cole. It, even The entire commentary team I love because, like, I talked to you about, talked to you about they called the Intercontinental title a belt. They called it the Worker's Belt. They brought up uh, EO Sky, EO Sky, yeah, EO Sky uh, being in a tag team with Asuka in Japan. It's like they're doing things that they never used to do. And a lot, this, like all these matches, like it was a f- f- long show, but all the matches were all story driven. Nothing was thrown in the car like it would be with Vince. And for the first, he did some, Triple H did something for the first time that didn't make any sense to me on Raw Monday night. But I thought everything on this show actually made sense and worked out perfectly from the six-woman tag that rectifies the loss the previous Monday night by um, Damage Control in the tag the tag finals. They got the big win at the pay-per-view. Uh, Liv, and, Liv and Shayna Baszler, the old Shayna Baszler is back, and um, they're kind of carrying that story on with Liv Morgan, making her the underdog, a.k.a. the comeback kid, as they keep calling her. Riddle and Rollins, I thought that match was really good and I thought in Rollins, I believe that was Rollins' first victory in like 15 pay-per-views for a, as far as a singles pay-per-view victory. But I thought that match was booked really, really well. Rollins, like Rollins trying to anger Riddle and Riddle's anger getting the best, the best of him. The Sheamus and Gunther match was fantastic. Um, and the fact that, and I kind of like the fact that they built it like the way we all like anticipated it being. They built it as like that real fight between two big guys. And some of them shots those guys took from each other. Like you could see Sheamus' welts in his chest right away in the early in the match. Same thing as Gunther as well. And there was a couple of botches with Walt with Gunther's power bomb, but I I can let that go. That was the hard hitting match that we perceived it to be and what they even perceived it to be. And the main event, you know, it started off slow, but that match had me like at the edge of my mail truck. Um, I had the mail in my hand, the mail slide all over the box. All the boxes oh man, you crazy. literally were in the mail truck. I, oh. I, I, I was dead ass when I said that. But yeah, so like they did everything to put have me at the edge of my seat. And the whole Solo Sokoa thing, I thought it was great. I really did. A lot of people complained about it, but I thought it was great because the entire time during the match and commentary, they kept talking about how Roman's frustrated, how Roman doesn't have the Paul Heyman in his corner, how he doesn't have the Usos in his corner. This is probably the first time that he's had it. And even when McIntyre kept kicking out of the spears and all Roman's signature moves, Roman losing his composure. Corey Graves saying he doesn't have Heyman in his corner to calm him down anymore. And the fact that the last cousin that we're actually thinking about, even though he's been rumored to be um, debuting the main roster sometime soon before last week, actually shows up and joins the bloodline. So I really did appreciate that. But the reason I gave it a showstopper is because all all the sh- matches on the show mattered. Commentary told perfect stories, and the matches told perfect stories. And I'm looking forward to see where they actually go um, from here with everything. Go ahead, Richie. You're going to get that from now on because it's not Vince. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
slowly, slowly going to turn into a, I don't want to be the person who says, oh, it's going to be black and gold NXT, but it it's going to be. I mean, it's slowly but surely you'll get that. Like, it'll probably be 80% of what that was. Yeah. And, and it, also with the Sheamus and Gunther match, the thing with Sheamus at the end, Vince would have never booked that. Yeah. With, and all, oh, yeah. Vince, with uh, him getting the standing ovation and letting the crowd through that. You would you don't get stuff like and it's the it, it's the simple shit that they won't do. Yeah, well, I think he might have got that. Well, let me take that back. I think he would have said that for, for McIntyre and not Sheamus because Vince is known to let you get your moment. Maybe, but look how much more effective it was. Oh yeah, it was really with, effective because it, it was a hell. Like, Sheamus is over now. Yeah, yeah, it was a hell of a performance, and also I'm glad you brought that up because. I've been talking about little things that Triple H has been doing for the tag team division, bringing up um, whatever he's going by, Da Vinci or Gavinci, bringing him back up to rebuild Imperium. That's right. that's on the low, um, a tag team division builder as well because I thought they were a fantastic tag team, and I was a fan of Fabian Eigner even when um, they hit the Cruiserweight Classic um, six years ago. So I'm so glad he's back and up. did that oh, well. Sorry, I guess breaking up Imperium was Vince's idea. Yes. Of course, of course. But um, good weekend. They just need to bring Alexander Wolf back. No, he's good. Um, <laughs> but a, a good weekend. And to follow up, one more thing about WWE weekend pay per views. I did watch Ricochet and Carmelo Hayes, and that was fantastic as well. Now about Roman, you guys talked about it. Richie kind of hinted on it for a second. So who who dethrones him now? Because we're looking, but he's not going to be at Extreme Rules. We'll probably see him at Survivor. We, we, we kind of have to see him in Survivor Series because it's a big pay, it's one of the big four pay per views. So we'll see him in Survivor Series. But at this point, who's going to end up dethroning Roman? Does it wait till Cody comes back or whatever? Because Goldberg, you you know, you do know who's in charge now, right? So we don't, got, we don't got to worry about we don't got to worry about William. I don't know. I I don't. I have no idea who who it could be. I I mean, the logical one is. I mean, do they do they stall? For Cody, yeah, that that's the thing because I I would think Cody wins the Royal Rumble. One more thing about Clash Castle, that whole Tyson Fury spot where he knocked out Theory was fantastic. That that's the moment I thought McIntyre was going to win because he wasn't letting anybody ruin that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was a highlight of Clash of the Castle. It was unpredictable. Yeah, like you're gonna get the oh, like Vince, everything is. I mean, you know what you're getting. Yeah, but. Yeah, so with the whole world title thing, can they stall for Cody at the Rumble? I don't know because I, I I had Cody win in the Rumble, and if you, it kind of seems that it might be Roman versus The Rock for the title at WrestleMania, possibly maybe. But but thing is, like that match doesn't need the title. Eric? I don't. I don't know. Um, that's why I thought it would have made sense for McIntyre to win. Uh, he won the title in front of no one. He could have won it in his home home country in front of 50,000, 60,000 people. It made sense. That's another reason to justify my rating. It made, it made more sense because now what are they going to do? Roman's got to drop the title before Mania. There's no point. I mean, if we're going to have Mania for two nights and you're going to have the biggest match possible, have the title, and then what? Have 20, 000, 20 other matches over two nights that are not going to have the world title? 
Well, the only the only thing I can think of is because you because you got Drew and Karrion Cross who've been dealing with Roman since Karrion Cross came back. Maybe, uh, may, not like he's not Roman's not working extreme rules reportedly. Maybe at that at some point you get a triple threat, and of course Roman's not pinned in the decision. That's the only thing I can really see because like like we talked about, Roman versus Rock doesn't need the world title at all. I love uh, the idea of Karrion Cross and McIntyre. Pin Roman at the same time, and each one of them got to leave with a belt. <laughs> or, how, how do we know Vince or uh, Triple H is on board with the Cody idea? I kind of think he's. I think he he's on board with the Cody idea. I, he just seems like a Triple H guy at this point. And Cody's at this point, Cody's kind of money in WWE. He can't. Yeah, do, remember, he can't do like, anything wrong at this point. The AEW, despite the AEW jabs, like. Cody has gone on record saying that, like, when he won the ROH title, one of the first text messages he got was from Triple H congratulating him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I have no doubt that he's on board with him. Cody, I have no doubt that Hunter's on point with Cody and Theory, because also I keep talk, I talked about this before. Um, Co- Theory is also a Triple H guy. Triple H is the one who brought Theory into the NXT at the time, so I think he's definitely on board with those two guys. So I guess if the title makes it to Roman versus Rock, day headline, main event number, night number one, Roman goes over, Theory cashes in, then Theory defends the titles the next night. Boom. We figured it out. That, 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 that will really, like, fuck up <laughs> a WrestleMania. Yeah. That theory, especially, yeah. go ahead. Wait, hold on. What about Braun? Oh, bad, bad, bad idea, Dad. Now, I, I, I'm I'm not saying I want him to be champ. I'm just saying they just brought him back. They're gonna put him in the top spot. He's gonna probably challenge Roman at some point. Um, possibly. There's gonna be filler people until Cody comes back. You're gonna get probably Karrion Cross. You're gonna get Braun, Theory. But Braun's already been jobbed out. He's already on the list by Roman. He don't. He. Yeah, but it don't count. And at the, and like. The, the the year is just about over, and like and like we talked about, Roman is not booked for Extreme Rules, so Roman just kind of has to work up to survive, work Survivor Series. He yeah, shouldn't. He shouldn't for the way they, for the for the way that they treated him. I, yeah, I was Every part. Of it. I was part of it. I, crazy, <laughs> but, but yeah. So we got we have an interesting ride to get into Survivor Series. You talked about Braun coming back, so. He, Hunter did bring Braun back. I don't really have any thoughts. Um, he wasn't that good to begin with. He's great in certain spots, so I'm interested to see how he'll actually book him and what spots he puts him in. But his first L, how much Triple H took his first L, because unless it's about Imperium on SmackDown facing the Usos first, he basically jobbed out their tag division on Raw right. Monday see, night. Yeah, that was a Vince move. That yeah, was that, that, yeah. Braun used to do that all the time where he would go and he'd beat up two tag teams or he'd have the handicap beat one. But he just went out there and jobbed out eight guys. Yeah. So that that that's the first homage. TK first, was never. That's the first homage L I'll give. We'll talk about TK in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so Now hold on, you did you did mention uh Ricochet and Carmelo um Carmelo match. First off, that match was good. Aside from that uh, Tyler Bate gave Braun Breaker his best performance. I yeah. didn't have time to watch it yet. I, I, I do great watch false it. finishes. Um, 
I'll, I mean, I don't know if Richie watched it, but I'll just say, again, mark for titles, great show, giving it a slobber knocker because they jobbed out the whole UK territory, mainly, like, they all took losses. They all took losses. And, I mean, it would have been huge for Tyler Bate if, if Tyler Bate would have won or vice versa for the girls. There was, there was two girls from NXT UK. If someone from UK could have won, it would it would have swayed me. But Tyler Bate, oh, the the crowd was all for him. They they oh, sure. want Ron Baker winning. They well, loved him. Well, but that 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 match is worth going back and watching. Yeah, I want to watch that. And and you know, I've watched. I think I've watched two, maybe three episodes of NXT in the past year, year and a half. The go home show was awesome because they had about like seven wrestlers come back to give like the women's and the men's champions on both shows, a little rub or like, yo, you got to hold it down for a brand. You got to hold it down for a brand. And then of course it was just NXT that got held down. Yeah. Cause remember I talked about, I call it the, the legit WWE universe, like the Marvel cinematic universe is legit. The WWE universe now, everything has, um, everything is together. So everything has connection. So I did appreciate that. And te- technically, it's kind of hard to say every UK UK team UK person dropped jobbed out because of the tags. Yeah, because pretty deadly they were in UK first and they came over and the UK champions weren't even UK talent. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, all right. yeah, yeah. I, I thought that would go under your radar, but you're you're kind of right with that. However, they were already they were NXT UK champs, but they're over now and they're former NXT tag champs. They've already held both titles and lost both. So it's it's you got a good comment there, but it's still it's a bitter it's a bitter one to answer on that one. Yeah, because like the current UK champs, they were NXT America guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they yeah, went yeah, over and won right. them. So it's kind of like eh, you pick pick a choose. Yeah, that's why I wanted. To, I was gonna get a little cliche and say like specifically like for the singles titles. That's why I was just focusing really on because they didn't they didn't have no former tag teams come back and like. Go up to either of them and say, "Yo, you got to do this. You got to do that." Are they even hired? Hired? There's not even NXT tag team even hired in the company anymore. I don't think. I mean, they, I guess they could have Jason Jordan come back in a suit and say something. <laughs> well, yeah, you could have Chad Gable too. You so could have DIY, sense. right? You could have oh, DIY. True. Yeah, yeah, true. You're right. You're right on that. That's true. But yeah, I did. A, I did enjoy that episode of NXT as well. Um, NXT, they're doing some fun things if, if you give it a chance out there. And I am going to watch Braun Breaker and Tyler Bates. I did hear good things about that as well. Yeah, Tyler Bates is a star. I've been saying on this show for years. Mm-hmm. And Carmelo Hayes as well, because that, that guy is phenomenal. Uh, he's, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, shout out to Manny Rose for that picture. Uh, <laughs> oh, screensaver. R- Richie. Is, is, my is, background. is that your background too, Richie? Not yet. Uh, <laughs> not yet. It's uh, not, I mean, it's good. It's not revealing enough. <laughs> I go, I go. But didn't I speak this picture into existence? You did. You truly did. Uh, so I go Mackenzie Mitchell. Crazy. Well, he, well, Vic, Vic don't have no goal for her to do that. But um, so we'll move on to what happened on. So we'll what we'll move on to what happened Sunday with AW All Out. Now I didn't watch. I only had time to watch the main event, and I thought that match was really good. That like that match told an excellent story. Um, even though some of the, the stuff before it leading to the match was kind of okay and whatever. But I thought, like, 
for what it was, that match was excellent. Mox working as the heel was really well, working on Punk's leg and how Punk being busted over and Punk not being able to hit the GTS because he couldn't, he wasn't really fully able to stand. I did enjoy that whole match, and that's my preferred style. And we all know Punk works at WWE style, and so and so does Mox. But that was a perfect match, I thought. So I'll I'll, I'll let Eric take this first because that's a is AEW is his. No, baby, give so it to like, Richie first. Give it okay. to Richie first. Go ahead, Rich. Just, uh, I mean, rating. Rating. I, I'm not gonna go uh, showstopper. I gotta go slobber knocker. I feel like a lot of the matches were just, eh, and like a lot of the stuff like didn't need to be on the show. Honestly, like, um, well, we we actually didn't see the casino ladder match until the very end. Uh, I knew it had to be MJF. Just by the way he was walking, um, I it was just a spot fest though. Um, the 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 Dark Order and Elite match was great. That was a good match, but there was a lot of stuff that I could have done without. Like uh, the Ricky Starks Powerhouse Hobbs match was kind of like I I don't know why they got to have fourteen fifteen matches on a show and you know um, the Jade Cargill match I didn't care for the FTR match. I didn't really care for um, the swerve and the acclaim match was good. Um, I guess they're they're going to give the acclaim the the titles in Queens. I would assume um, that seems to be like a better idea, um, and I guess give them a long title reign because I mean honestly, who who's more over than the acclaim in the whole company now at this point, right? Yeah. No, but I mean. They get the biggest reaction. Punk's gone. Uh, yeah, you can I mean, argue very few people. MJF, yeah, MJF and the acclaimed get get the biggest reactions. No. Rip Baker still does, but that's just, you know. Yeah. We'd, we'd be creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, the, the Jungle Boy and Christian match, I would have looked for, I was looking forward to, but we know what that was. Yeah. Um, Jericho and Danielson kind of. You know, I guess it was a good match technically, but I kind of lost interest in it. It was, you know, the the final few minutes of it were, was good. Um, uh, Malachi Black losing like that was weird. I don't know. I mean, it, it definitely was not a showstopper. I mean, if, if people loved the show, I guess I could see why. I just, I didn't. Um, but the, the main event was good. You know, you're going to get the, like WWE style main event match with these two. I mean, like I mean that in a good way. So, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, well, I, I doubt we'll ever see Punk again. Um, with this injury and all that stuff. I mean, I would find it hard to believe we see him wrestle again. So, um, that's it. By the way, by the way, Eric, before you take it. I'm upset. I, I'm not. I was ups, I was disappointed that we didn't get Jungle Boy and Christian because that's one of the best stories that the AEW's told all, all year. And I, I'm not ups, Like I, so I'm disappointed because, but I know because I was looking forward to it. But I know we're going to get something else coming forward, and I can't wait for that. And I do. I love every meme I saw about them trying to take Max Caster's mic from him uh, before Dynamite. I loved it. And then with Swerve coming out when he came out, 
Loved it. So but, Swerve coming out was dope because he. So all right. I'm go go no. Go ahead. It's yours. Go ahead. It's your turn. I just want to say that because that's all I had to. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. So, I I'm gonna give it a high slobber knocker. I will say, out of I'm guessing we're at like fifteen ish AEW pay per views. It it might be my least favorite, but wow. but I feel like every time I've watched a pay per view, I've been thoroughly thoroughly happy with it. Now. I'll admit, I'll admit, I gave them, I gave them too much credit. So when we're, when we're shortly, um, two three weeks out, we don't know the world title match, and there's only there. I think I think it was two weeks out. We had one match booked: Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. That's it. So in two weeks. They go ahead and book a dozen matches. Exactly. So now, honestly, like the acclaimed, I get it. They're crazy over and they're number one ranked tag team. So give them the tag title match. But there really there wasn't a story of them and swerving swerving our glory. They're Thunder Roses hurt, a fatal four way for the interim world title. There's not really a story there. Um, Jade has been having this thing going on with Athena for a while, but like that story, like this match could have been happening. So that was forgettable. On Rampage. Honestly, so you say that like Hobbs and Starks, I feel like they could have had a match. Like th- this match almost deserved to be on the show, but if Hobbs was just going to squash him, we could have had this one on TV and just kept moving. That wasn't. Was that on the main card, though? It yeah. was on the main card. Oh, real quick, like, the Hobbs and Starks, if they didn't have so many matches on the show, they could have put that match higher on the card, gave it more importance, more time. It's kind of like Hobbs just beat Ricky Starks, and that was it, and then they just go right on to the yeah, next like, match. What? Like, these stories start to not matter anymore because they're, they're, they're filling the, ma- the show with 15 matches, and then they got to just keep it moving. And, like, I somewhat, and, you know, I know I have the, the bad habit of trying to defend them, but, like, I get it. When they only do four, well, this year, five shows because of Forbidden Door, they want to jam-pack and give everyone a payday. But it's like, dude, do seven shows. And like, let's get, let's get a shorter, like, let's get a shorter thing. I mean, it's, um. They do those like uh, specials, you know, like they have the special they do the dynamites. Special dynamites. Yeah, but I'm talking yeah. about like for these weekend shows, these weekend yeah. shows specifically, the ones that I, the ones that you got, you know, don't, you know, go on fight and order it. Right. Those are at the boggle. But um, yeah, so again, I honestly, I was excited about the way I was excited because they worked to me. I was excited thinking, like, all right, if Punk's really hurt, what are we going to do in two weeks? So we get the work. Punk comes back. We get get the match. Punk wins. And if I'm correct, this is the first time Moxley's been pinned clean mm-hmm. in AEW history. Yep. So 2019 to 2022 is his first clean loss. Has hasn't hasn't lost a match via pinfall in over a year. Um, 
And you know, and, um, obviously, we're gonna get into all the 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 scrum scrum scrum, but um, I almost I you know, like it would have made sense, but it's like a reporter asked TK during the scrum if he thought about calling an audible due to the acclaims reaction and giving them the win. But like, I almost feel like if Punk was hurt, gets hurt in the match, he must have been like. I'm hurt again. Don't give me the title. Yeah. So one 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 thing because we 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 kind of joked about this in a group text because so we, we were kind of like baffled by it. So your thoughts on the angle of Punk with the foot and the following week with that promo with somebody we never saw. If I'm if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. But so you know he helped Punk out of the ring. And commentary put him over as one of Punk's best friends. Okay, so but there's nothing else as far as like context, like context of him like being like being being all over the show like every now and then. I mean, interrupt. So that's what AEW does. I knew who Ace Steel was, but they'll just bring these people out and expect you, and they would expect you to know them because they think everybody's a smart fan. Yeah, because I you know what I mean. Yeah, because like I thought that was like. Like first of all, like I, I tell you, I watch these as a, as a TV show, not TV show, and it's just like you just bring this random guy out that like nobody like really knows, like you just Richie just said about a, as a hardcore wrestling fan. It's just like okay, well, in like, the coming days, he proves he's the most crazy human being alive. <laughs> he, he really, he really has. But it's just like okay, you, like this guy, Mike Mike Tyson. Yeah, he got himself like over a in a fool. he got himself over in a week, but, but it's like. You bring this guy he got himself over and out. Yeah, he's like you bring this guy. You bring this guy on TV to motivate Punk, where it's like he's like not really had like interaction with Punk, and like people at home are like who the hell is this guy? Even though he helped him out the ring, um, and then Punk just auto- and like you talked about Eric about the main event for the show is booked three days out. We don't know what the hell we get as a main event. So, what so, we, so what I, were your thoughts I, I, on that? And the fact that, and do you think that we could have went, went without the foot injury angle the week prior and just had an undisputed championship match at all? So, so here's the thing. Punk, Punk and his friend Ace Steel, who none of us know, except Richie. Um, <laughs> the angle is Punk lost his confidence. Yes. Punk lost his confidence. He, he gave up in the middle of the ring. His friend motivates him in the ring in his hometown. In their hometown. So he's going to go out there. There's this open shot. And he's got it. I can appreciate the storyline. Because it's different. I can appreciate booking. A rematch slash world title match. Days out before the event. Because it's different. It's not copying their competition. Because they've never done nothing like that. So I can appreciate it for what it is. The fact that they were doing dynamite. Days before in Chicago. Made it. In my opinion, it worked for what it is. It's just, honestly, if Punk wasn't hurt, if everything didn't happen after All Out, I it would this would probably be sitting really different in everyone's everyone's opinion, everyone's head. I think this would be sit like, I don't know, if Punk wasn't hurt, if we saw him on Dynamite, he came out, he cut a promo, or if he was in a tag match, or he had a singles match. Where he started building toward it started building towards him versus MJF. I think we'd all be sit, sitting here feeling a little different about it, but it goes down the way it does. 
Punk gets stripped of the title. He ain't the world champion. He's got, he has a, two title runs of less than 10 days accumulated between the two. I mean, in a, in a sick, weird way, due to my, you know, tenure of fandom of him, I hope Richie's wrong. But Richie might be right. We're probably never going to see this guy wrestle again. Not in the States. I don't know. Maybe we'll go see him in New Japan. But he's a lunatic. Okay. (laughs) The the, the honesty. It's the honesty for me. But, uh, okay, so we'll get to that. So, me and you you talked about this on the last episode we did. Not a little bit, but not into full context. So, we talked about the rumors of, of... heat between CM Punk and Hangman and the Elite for a little bit. So those rumors turned out to be true. And you could probably fill in some holes for me that I'm not aware of. So Punk just... Because I've watched Punk's med- part of the media scrum. So what... How did all this come about? If, if you guys can answer that for me. Boom, boom. Uh, you want to take it, or you want me to take it? No, you do. I just, I just did the ad lib. How it all came about? So there's, there's two. So Punk is under the impression that the the Young Bucks leaked to the media, like Meltzer, Brian Alvarez, all them, that Punk got Cabana fired from AEW, and they they moved him to ROH. So that's what the impression okay. Punk is under. I okay. don't know. I don't, I'll ask you guys. Did you guys hear that? I do remember seeing something about that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I read it in the sh- in the sheets. It's all over the sheets. Okay, so so Punk uh, picks on Nick Houseman, who's a reporter from Chicago, and says, "Blah blah blah." Uh, you know, yes, somehow. Cabana gets brought up and Punk just goes in, just goes off, goes in the business. Quick pause. Quick pause, Richie. What? Crazy thing is, so Richie leaves, leaves. We watched it together. Richie leaves right before I put on the scrum. I put the scrum on and I like went to go use the bathroom. I come out because like they just, they do this little like elevator music until it starts. (laughs) So I thought the first reporter just hit him with the question about Colt. But I rewatched it. He just dove right into it. He's like, he just looked at the guy right away, and I'm going to give it right back to Richie. But he just says, "You fancy yourself a journalist?" Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Are I, you I did see that. With Scott Goodman or whatever his name is, and he's like, and then and then he 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 just dug it, dug the hole himself. Okay. So okay. So that answers my question because when I watched it, I'm like, where did this come from? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's the it's like, he has a chip on his shoulder. It's, it's like it came out of nowhere. Out like, like, did it I miss did. something before this? Because it just came out the blue. And he's just angry. If I was the a jump. two-time AEW World Champion, I'd probably be talking crazy too. Okay, so go ahead, Richie. And then he goes off on that. He goes off saying, you know, we have EVPs that leaked it to the media that they think they can manage this place. They can't manage the target. This and that. It's so always uh, the target line that gets me. You know, it's uh. He starts saying that, um, you know, how Cabana sued him and they tried to mediate. The whole thing is about Cabana, how he doesn't really care what Cabana's doing. And then it, it bleeds into Hangman. He, he, it gets more into Hangman, how, you know, Punk had to go out and 
get a receipt on him because Hangman never apologized and this and that. Then he, uh, and Tony is over in the corner, doesn't say a word, can't believe he's saying all this. And now looking back, you know, uh, we, of course we know now after that, the, the Young Bucks kicked his locker room down and then Ace Steel and Kenny you Omega think they and they got involved. <laughs> That's what they say. That's what they say. But the crazy thing to me is, so Meltzer came out with this thing today that said he doesn't know why, he doesn't know where it came from that Punk thinks the Young Bucks leaked this to the media. And he thinks that Punk went into that media scrum predetermined to talk about this and cause this big ordeal. And I kind of agree with that. And I'll give it one step further. Punk knew he was injured at this media scrum. Maybe knew he would was never gonna he was gonna be off TV for a while or not have a voice, and just felt the need to get this all out there. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's weird. I mean, we don't know what really went on or if it's true or not. But everybody says the Young Bucks didn't do it, but they don't like each other. I don't know for whatever reason. Maybe Punk doesn't like them because they stick up for Colt now. Who who knows? But, but I mean, we'll but never really know the crazy. true story. My thing that's always crazy about it, and it's like, and it's like su- such mixed reviews, because like the Bucks go on record nonstop pre AEW, early AEW, a year in AEW. We want, we want to bring Punk. We want to bring Punk back to wrestling. And then Punk, anytime when he would talk about wrestling, like the Bucks were the first or second name that come out of his mind. Oh, would I love to have a tag team match with the Young Bucks? Fuck yeah. Like, that was always something coming out of his mind. Like, what happened? Well, it... maybe Cody turned, uh, maybe Cody turned Punk on the Bucks right before he left. Well, th- this is probably the thing because it's often forgotten that they are EBPs. So, like, and we all know Punk is, isn't one to be quiet about management. So, like, Eric, me and you, me and you have jobs. Richie works for himself. So, so, we all we have coworkers as well, so we're all going to handle like the way management deals with each deal. The way management does things differently. Like sometimes it might not bother me, but it might bother you. So Punk might see the way they go about things and do things, and it bothers mm-hmm. and it fucks with him. So it's just like okay, I don't like that, so I'm gonna call that out because they say like, he's not one to bite his tongue. So that's what could possibly change because and he's got a bigger ego than them. Yeah, he, he feels like. He feels like these guys are EVPs. I'm the guy here now. Yeah, and he said, and they're doing a shitty job on top of it. He, he said that in the media scrum, like we, we broke our first million dollar gate off of my name because we talk, me and Eric talked about this too when um double before double or nothing that see like this is like what Tony Khan has kind of set himself up for. It's like CM Punk's the biggest name that you had. CM Punk's the name that was gone from wrestling for X amount of years. Now you have him as your world champion. Now he's going to be on the, be the face of your company. Now he's going to be doing all the tours. He's going to do, be doing all the promotion now. So CM Punk does have a, a reason to do that because we never thought CM Punk would wrestle again. And for all those years, all we still heard was CM Punk. Rich, you did an unsanctioned episode and said the only thing that can save WWE and wrestling is probably CM Punk. So, so he has a right to have that ego. But it's like it's kind of like the point where it's like, okay, I'd love to work with them, but 
you don't like them as your boss. And the, the rose-colored glasses are off now. He's been there for a while. He's getting to know yeah. them more. He, he's not going to be like, oh, I tweeted one time about wanting to <laughs> wrestle with them, so I guess I got to always like them. You know, yeah, but he, he didn't say that one time. He said I know. that multiple times. I know he did. I mean, there, it's the he, uh, he soured on them, I guess. I mean, he's a psycho. I mean, <laughs> You know what it probably is? It was that tweet. He probably heard Dave Meltzer gave them more five-star matches than he ever got. Maybe. And he was set. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, because it's interesting because, like, every now and then, like, you do hear rumblings about some up some, like, top AEW talent not being real fond of the EVPs. I know, um, I believe FTR had something with them. And I think I think I saw Bobby Fish had something with them as well or something like that. I mean, let's be honest. They're not EVPs. They, whatever that job consists of, yeah, they are for whatever whatever it is that they, Me that they do. do it. We, well, we can run, we can also run a target too. So, yeah. <laughs> so so I so I, I guess I guess, Richie, he hates people. <laughs> so it, it's interesting to see because, like I said, like with the AW guys, because when AW first started, and the internet kept joking around saying it's, it's all friends wrestling. It's a little different it where it's like where like. You and your you and your guy you and your guys who are the who are the basis of this company, which were built with built this company, has all these guys below you. Because remember when AEW first started, their talent roster was like real thin. But now it's like you bring in all these old WWE guys and top tier WWE guys. You got um well Moxie was there from the beginning, but you got Danielson, you got Adam Cole, and you got Punk for example, and FTR. So things are a little run a little different now. Like you guys might not be the cream of the crop. In AEW, like Eric loves F. I'm not sure if where F, if, if, if FTR um, ranks higher than the Bucks for, for Eric, but it's like you hear certain these things about certain things about these about the EVPs from top talent every now and then. Man, look, something. I mean, there's so many people lost in the shuffle in mm-hmm. AEW. Like it, it's getting ridiculous. I mean, I feel like Claudio is already lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. I mean. He could have been a top guy. He could have been. How are you going to bring in a guy, right, that everybody thought was marginalized in WWE and they thought he should have been the champion, right? And then you bring him in and you give him the ROH title, right? That's wor- That's like giving him the NXT title or worse. That's like giving him the North American title. I mean, you know, I got to put the positive spin on it, but the way that they well, spin wait, it. Why stop there? Miro, all these people that they they bring in, Malachi Black. they, they brought Archer. Everybody. Well, that was WWE. Malachi Black's gone. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, well. Go ahead. He couldn't take it. Go ahead, Eric. No I, I, I want to hear what Eric said. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean. Well, oh no, I was gonna say Claudio. He's got he's got the thing where all right, he's the Ring of Honor champion. Cool, he's got the Ring of Honor history. He he's been there. He was had hair there. He's a former champion there. Never held a singles title, but you know he, now he's he's getting that moment. He's getting a shine, and he's doing these open challenges on Rampage. And he's out there and he, he's having banger matches. Which you know, if you go see a Dynamite and you're there for the recording of both, at least you get a you get a good match. Okay, listen, go ahead. I got I got something because. I see what Eric's saying, but I also really see what Richie's saying. So, Eric, I'm going to ask you this question. R- Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor. But 
Ring of Honor doesn't have their own anything yet except these titles. So I think what Richie's saying is that the fact that ROH isn't really like a brand, or, well, a re, well, doesn't have their own their own identity yet under to Tony Khan management, that it's just kind of a prop and it's not really anything. Is that what I'll you're saying, you Richie? No, I'll so, tell you what. Up. Go ahead. So I don't. I assume. I I know Aaron. You didn't watch Dynamite yesterday, right? I I watched a portion of it. Did you watch the main event? No. So, Richie, I'm sure, knows all this. But, like, so the Ring of Honor pure title was okay. the main event. Mm-hmm. And that like, I do know. That, you know, they changed, they changed the delivery of everything. Similar to, like, WWE's tried doing this with certain things. But, like, you know, they bring in a different commentator. They bring in a different ring announcer. They change the microphones. Uh, the, pure t- the pure division has different rules. And if it goes to a time limit, they have three judges in the crowd who, and I, I don't know if Richie knows this, but do you know of the Ring of Honor pure title ever changing due to judges? I'm not sure. Um, so I stopped um, keeping track in 06. Now, again, the pure title, when did that go away? 10? 11? I don't know if it went away. Did it go? Uh, maybe. It, yeah, it, it go, went away it for a long away. time. Fournette, I don't know. Yeah, it went away for a long time. It actually, well, look, that's I, a, I think Gresham, it might be the one that brought it back. I think he I might think have had, yeah, he brought it back. He lost it to Josh Woods, and then Woods lost it to Yuta, I believe, at the first. No, yeah, Yuta won it. No, didn't what? Yuta didn't. No, Yuta didn't beat Gresham, did he? No, Gresham was world champion. Okay. I'm trying to remember how Yuta got it. Yuta and Garcia, I know they had a match. I think Yuta went, Yuta was under AEW and he ended up winning it at like an independent, maybe. I forget exactly how no, it was. He won it on an ROH show. No, right? He defended it. At, are you talking about the ROH show? The one that Tony did? That's before Dishonor? No, because he, him and, him and Garcia had a match then, if I'm correct. If I'm correct, they had a match up. But either way, I get it. And now, and we all know I'm a belt mark, but I almost do think with just three hours of weekly TV, AEW having four or five belts, and then they mix in Ring of Honor's like six belts, it is a little, it, it is watered down. It is too much. We need to get this ring, like Ring of Honor needs another show. I mean, well, my- it wasn't, be- besides Death Before Dishonor, they haven't acknowledged that Ring of Honor still had six main tag titles. True. So, oh, okay. My well, point is, real quick, my point is, you only get one shot to, like, you can't heat these guys up and cool them down. Like, you, you bring in Claudio, and then you make him ROH champ. Now, if you want to make him AEW champ eventually, it's going to take so long to, you, you, you can't stop and go with these people. They lose their momentum. Like, in my opinion, like you gotta, you, they, that's why you can't bring in all these guys because you can't do it to everybody at once. You gotta pick a guy that you're gonna do it with and not bring in another guy that's like, oh, well, they're bringing him in now and him yeah. in, and th- then yeah. they just get lost. You can't yeah. keep stopping and going with them. And then you, you find these little things to do with them that don't really mean shit, like the House of Black, like that House of Black. Black to me, like I could be totally wrong. That sounds like something that 
you know, they present to him where they're like, well, we're not going to put the title on you, but we're going to make this group, you know, he's kind of like, oh, well, I, I get, I'd rather be a singles champ. I don't know. That's just an example, but these guys we're are on just going to get, his, and then it just gets weird because if they decide to heat somebody up and put them in the main event, it's like, it'll be out of nowhere with like no buildup or anything. And or they'll just do a fucking tournament like they always do. Yep. And uh, I don't know. They just got too many guys. I mean, I don't know what the need is to go sign all these guys. I mean, I don't get it. Yeah, I got but, one. I got one question to ask because I'm a little disappointed by this group because it's not what I envision it being and not really what they sent out set out to do. What are your thoughts on the Blackpool Combat Club? That's a perfect example. It's a perfect example. I mean. They shouldn't even be together. It's like it's like fantasy booking, like smart mark. Oh my god! Like Tony Khan's jerking off to the fact that oh we could we'll get Regal and we'll get Danielson and Mox and this and that. It's like is that sounds cool, but no. Well, is that gonna work? Well, no. Well, the the initial idea, if you remember, the idea was like they're going to stop parody in wrestling. And like they were calling out like certain acts in the companies, like and that died, like, like Jurassic Express for for example. And like I got excited about that because like these guys are like legit badasses, and Brian's a shooter, yeah. and Mox is Mox is um, a, a hardcore wrestler. So I was like, yeah. I got excited about the name. Bring William Regal in. It's like okay, this could actually be really good. But I think Brian got hurt. Am I correct? I think Brian got yeah. hurt. So it kind yeah, of like, yeah. you read him a little bit, but it was it kind of didn't end up. Uh, being what I actually anticipated right. it being, and now it, it 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 exists in name only, basically. At this point, I mean, I don't even. I mean, they don't come out together. They don't do nothing together. Regal, I mean, it's you usually like, see two of the four together, and they want to say four. I'm not including Regal. Like, it's like here's a group of guys that's probably getting main event money and all this, and it's like they're not presented. I mean, you only have two out. Nobody watches Rampage. That doesn't count, okay? You only got two hours every week. You know what I mean? Like, how are you going to fit all these people on and make it important? You can't. All right, so... You know, let, you know. All right, so moving on from that, we also got the return of MJF as the Joker. And, um, Richie, you got, I think everybody knew that it was going to be MJF <laughs> by the way he walked and his mannerisms and all that. Yeah. So um, we got him back. He cut a hell of a promo on Dynamite. I did really enjoy that. Um, play, like Acting like the fake baby face to the crowd in Buffalo. Fantastic. Um, and he had the interaction with Mox, and he, had, he won the ladder match, so he does get a future world title match. Uh, and we got the brackets. We got Brian and Jericho next week. And is it uh, Moxley and who's Moxley facing? Is it Moxley's Darby? Facing- Moxley's facing the winning the winner of Sammy versus Darby, which okay. if you watch Rampage, which no one does, and I read the spoiler, uh Sammy goes over. So Sammy's gonna get squashed by Mox. Also Blackpool Combat Club final. Yeah. Okay. So. And uh Brian beat Paige. So it was Brian and Jericho. It's gonna be Brian I mean, yeah. Brian and Mox. I mean whatever. Yeah, are so, you coming? Are you coming to the Philly show? No. That's no, why I can't take the job. Uh huh. Uh-huh, you can't, <laughs> can't can't do nothing. Yeah. So, um, your thoughts on MJF being back and um, 
did I miss something about Tony Khan um, playing a voicemail or reading messages M- about MJF? MJF. So Punk wins the match. Okay. Legs flicker out, and you get you get uh, a voicemail being played. You get a oh, you actually get a CM Punk a little clip of a, a Ring of Honor, a vintage Ring of Honor promo, where Punk refers to himself as Satan. Then it goes black, and you hear TK TK's voicemail to MJF. They blur out some profanity. They blur out a number where he's saying, I need you back. Fans are, com- are coming here to see you. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to the company. I'm going to pay you this. I'm going to put you in the casino ladder, Royal, uh, the casino ladder match. You'll be the Joker. Come back. This is your final offer. Then it goes and you see the devil mask. He pulls it off with his, you know, he turns around. You see the back of his hair. You tell about Harrison. There's a scarf for him. The crowd erupts. He comes out, flips the bird to the crowd, does the gesture about the belt around his waist. So done beautifully Sunday night. Beautiful promo Wednesday. MJF is a freaking star. Richie? Yeah. Um... I mean, then he cut the promo about uh, Nick, uh, the only con in pro wrestling worth a damn is Jolly Old Saint Nick. And my favorite favorite wrestler of the game. game. So good. The game. And my Uh, best friend, the real roller coaster. That was the more surprising one to bring up, you know. And the crowd, I guess the crowd might have been dead. Like, they weren't, I don't know, they weren't too receptive to it, but... um. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I think uh, it's whoever wins this tournament. I guess it'll be Mox who wins the tournament based off of. It's not going to be Jericho. Maybe it could be. Maybe it'll maybe it'll be Brian, and then maybe it could be him. Maybe it could be, but my point is, Mox cut that crazy promo. So how do you have him cut that crazy promo and then not? Who knows? Maybe it's either going to be Brian or Mox, and then MJF will, I guess, win the title from them at full gear, right? I mean, all, all good points, but I want to be mad if it's Jericho. It'd be cool to see him win the title a second time, and he also did a decent promo backstage. It, it's interesting because since AEW kind of suspended, well, since they did suspend the elite, and they're out punk, and they did get MJF back. As far as star power, they're they're down big time here, especially and Adam Cole's still out as well. What's Cole, what's wrong with Cole? And they like go of Bobby Fish. <laughs> what's wrong with Cole? I think was it something about a concussion? Because he's been out. For, I know I know he was out for a concussion. Came back. And yeah. he wasn't, hasn't been back since. That's another one. Like think about like imagine if I told you a year ago they were they would have Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly. Or no, even a, a year due and a half in, ago, due to injuries, that is what that's what slowed that down. There was I know was supposed to be I know, the trios. They, it, the trios it, final was supposed to be undisputed era versus the elite. They weren't setting the world on fire before all that, though. It was kind of stagnant. I mean, Cole. They killed, in my opinion, they killed Cole after they built. They did actually, I think, the right thing with him when they brought him in. They kept him strong, and then they gave him the world title shot versus Hangman, and he lost. It's like and then he won the Owen Hart belt. 
and nobody <laughs> they already forgot about that. It already doesn't matter. But you should have put the title on Cole at full gear against Hangman. And, you know, but what do I know? You know, I saw some shoes. Yeah, I don't, I don't have daddy's money. (laughs) I'm not on coke at all times and getting, getting uh, embarrassed by punk. Well, he needed some kind of drug for that media scrum. I tell you that. Um, So, anything else from the world of wrestling from this past weekend, guys? Pretty much covered it all, I think. What a unique time to be a wrestling fan. It really is, Eric. I don't think I don't think you answered. I don't think you answered the question about Alex again. If you did, do you think we see Punk again? No. Yeah. In AEW, I'm sorry. You will, we will see him, but it, I mean in AEW. He's under a contract. I don't think he's getting fired. Uh, I think he. I think he's got to come back. And Richie already right. says he doesn't, he doesn't. We don't think he'll see him. I Yeah, but he's the most I, pessimistic person you know. I think it's 80-20. No, I, I think... No, I, I think it's going to be two things. Either they don't want him back... He doesn't want to go back, or or three things. He, they don't want him back. He doesn't want to go back, or he's like, I'm getting hurt too much. I'm old, this and that. I'm, I, I'm not going to come back. So I think it it could be three things that are more likely than him just saying, okay, I'll get my surgery and I'll be good to go when I come back. Because then guess what? He gets hurt again. Like how many times? The guy's getting hurt after every match. They need to put him in the ring with Pac for the Mid-Atlantic title. Keep him away from the world title. Well, injuries you know what it really are ruining is? That everything. That world too heavy. I think he picks <laughs> that thing up and he pulls a pec muscle. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, the injuries that happen now that just, like, ruin everything. Like, Christian and Cole and WWE, too. Like, the injuries. Like, you don't remember this back in the day where a guy – being a major program because they weren't straight Cody, back then. Cody, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe no. It's because they weren't really hitting each other back then. Strong style, but that's a whole other story. But yeah, it's crazy. Like, I mean, think about how injuries right now. You would have Cody Rhodes as probably WWE champ. You think they would have put the belt on him by now? I mean, you would hope. Uh, Somebody's got to save that shit. SummerSlam, I think he would have got the title. Mm. Who did we get? We got Brock at SummerSlam. Whatever. Maybe they would have, maybe they won't. But right now, we would have Punk. We only got Brock due to the injury. And Cody as. Exactly, that too. Cody as WWE champ right now. Now we have neither one, and they're just trying to fill in the blanks. Wasn't Roman supposed to be gone? By now, like some type of leave of absence. Well, he has he has he has a limited schedule now because remember, like in like early right. in the summer, like like May June, because remember he didn't work Money in the Bank either. Right. So it's like May and June he had a lot of time off. He didn't work Money in the Bank. He worked SummerSlam. And I know he wasn't on SmackDown a lot after um, SummerSlam. So with all these Jordans. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. Anything else, guys? 
Can't wait till next week. And very interesting, to say the least. Um, so I, I guess that's it for the show. Um, subscribe on all podcast platforms. Ring side collectibles. Use code M man to save ten percent for X two fly. I heard Vicky for Richie, <laughs> Richie Edge. I'm Alo Aaron Lloyd, and we will see you guys soon. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they hop on the top rope by the land with his elbow. Got him now. Put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.